1995, a report was issued by the Sexuality Information and Education Council of the United States. In the study, they found that more than 9 in 10 American adolescents experiment with sexual behaviors. By the time they turn age 20, more than three quarters of American young women and young men have had sexual intercourse. Every year, one million U.S. teenage women become pregnant, more than half a million have a child, and three million teenage men and women acquire sexually transmitted disease. That was 25 years ago. A world of different pressures faces teenagers today. Sexual immorality is still here, but the temptation is often in different formats. Then there's also anxiety and depression. They're rampant. Social media is where a large percentage of human interaction occurs for this generation. So what's it like to be a teenager today? And what are some steps that can help a teenager live a godly life in the face of all these challenges? That's what we're going to talk about today. Let's get into it. Welcome to Faith in Real Life. My name is Obi. I'm the pastor to men and single adults here at First Baptist O'Fallon. And we are excited about having two students on today. Of course, I have Bryson as always. What's up? When you're not in quarantine. I haven't been in quarantine for a while. <laughs> it's good to have you, sir. And then we have Aiden. Hello. Aiden, you're a high schooler in this area? Yeah, I'm a senior. I go to Eversville High School. Um, and I'm on Swerve Team here at FPCO. Awesome. And so Swerve Team is what? Students who serve. So basically Aiden and Gabby both serve on this team, basically meaning um, they do a lot of volunteer work for the student ministry, but they're serving other students mm -hmm. in essence. So. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. And so the way I know you, Aiden, is uh, you invited to church a guy who's been very instrumental in our SYA group. And I'm I'm single young adults pastor, so that's what we call SYA. And mm -hmm. so uh, that's how I know you, is that you invited him to church and end up baptizing him. So pretty awesome, good stuff. Gabby, I don't know you as well, but I assume you're awesome as well. So <laughs> Just a little. You're from the area, you go to school around yeah, here? Yeah, so I'm a junior and I attend um, First Baptist Academy here. And I'm also part of the Spurve team, like Bryson said. And I also help lead um, lots of worship high mm -hmm. school junior high and elementary so, oh good stuff yeah. so you singer you yes, do singer. instruments or not instruments, not instruments. <laughs> just all right, singing so yeah sing. all right good yeah. stuff well we appreciate y'all being on we're going to talk about some uh really i think important topics for teenagers today i think if there's <laughs> parents watching it's it's good to get a teenager's perspective uh but for teenagers watching i think it'd be super helpful to kind of hear not only the challenges that uh, these things that people aren't alone but also maybe some steps um, to kind of help people out. So that's mm -hmm. what I'm hoping to get into. Um, so uh, just a disclaimer for people watching that we are not psychiatrists, psychologists, stuff like stuff like that. Uh, we are going to talk about depression mm -hmm. and we're going to give some maybe some advice, some some thoughts on how to handle things like that. We're not saying that we're replacing your medical professional. Nope. Don't hear that. We're not giving you all. a lay opinion. Also, a purpose of this is to hear um, a teenager perspective of all these different things going on. But then also, we always want to point it back to the Bible. And mm -hmm. so we're going to talk right. about that, too. So some interesting topics today. Uh, and we're going to start off with uh, talking about sexual temptation. And so I want to start with you, Aiden. Um, what unique challenges do you face or have you seen face uh, for teenagers dealing with sexual temptations and maybe any uh, steps that a teenager can take to safeguard? Yeah, I think the most 
common like sexual temptation problem that our age group faces is pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've been dealing with lust since I was like seven or eight. And then um, I was basically addicted to pornography for like four or five years. Mm -hmm. Um, And even though I've uh, moved past that, you know, it's still like a journey every single day um, to kind of move past like, I guess, trauma, I guess you would call it. Mm -hmm. Um, Just dealing with a lot of like um, mental temptation too. Mm -hmm. It's always there every day. Um, And also like visual temptation too. Um, is pretty hard, especially like if I'm like at school too. Um, but you know, I've God's done some like really amazing things in my life to help me like get past that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's given me awesome friends to work with, um, and also just like um, being able, like learning to accept His grace mm-hmm. for all my sins, and also just That's like good. just uh, being rooted in His Word too yeah. has really helped me uh, just to grow from that stuff too. That's yeah, good. And uh, you said kind of getting over the trauma and, and also talked about moving past because moving past it doesn't mean that you're never going to have a temptation again. I think there's kind of a perception out there that you become a Christian and then boom, you never have a, a sinful temptation again. And of course, that's ridiculous. That's right. not at all the case. And so it, that's why we call it uh, taking up our cross daily and stuff like that. That's right. So, yeah. And that, that made me think of how like, you know, the like, I'll, I'll be honest, like porn leaves scars, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and it basically made me want to uh, just put like a bunch of unnecessary weight on myself, just a lot of guilt, regret, and shame too. And today I'm still learning to, you know, just kind of let those go. And I just pray to God every single day, like I let the only burden that I carry today just be my daily cross mm-hmm. so that That's I'm not good, letting yeah. anything hinder me from growing closer to you, living fully and freely for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Gabby, what's no, kind of been good. your your perspective, experience, uh, knowledge you have for us? Yeah, no, for sure. So personally, that isn't something I've struggled with. Um, but I, as Aiden was saying, the just visual temptations and as being a sister in Christ of him, it is my job to protect his eyes and to protect um, his heart as well. And just as well for everyone out there, just like friends and family, that's that's mm-hmm. our job. Mm-hmm. That's what we that's should right. do. And we should be setting an example and being modest. Modest is the hottest. <laughs> but um, just being there for our friends that are struggling and just doing the best we can and not mm-hmm. be on them and be like, oh, you struggle with that and not give them a hard time for that because all sins are equal Mm -hmm. and we all have our own burdens. But like you said, carrying the cross of Christ and letting go of those things in just the past because like you said, porn does leave scars and it can definitely hinder relationships. And it's something that is really hard and I have had um, friends get in really deep in it and just being there for them is one Mm -hmm. of the things that have helped them and just being Mm -hmm. that loving um, caring person that they could go to is really one of the best things you can do mm-hmm. um, in just like situations like that and just protecting their eyes, mm-hmm. protecting their heart. That's what that's what we're called to do as Christians for everybody, um, but especially to your loved ones and yeah. to the people you're surrounded by every day. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. I love that perspective because um, I don't think a lot of times we as Christians think like that, that uh, we think of our own morality, mm-hmm. and I'll be responsible for me, you'd be responsible for you. Mm-hmm. So I love that mature perspective that, no, I want to look out my, for my brothers in Christ, right, mm-hmm. uh, to help them not stumble. And like you said, everybody has their own sinful temptations. And and so to be able to know that this one is out there, and it is rampant, yeah. and there are things that 
ladies in Christ can do to help their brothers. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's really important to just kind of note, though, that sexual temptation doesn't just know one gender, oh, right? Sure. It's oh, like yeah. guys and girls yes. that struggle yeah, with, with porn, with sexual temptation. Mm-hmm. But when I was thinking about like, like pornography is kind of the, the biggest one that we like to talk about. Mm-hmm. But you talk about what do teenagers face? I mean, think about this. Like when I was a teenager struggling with porn, I had to like work to access it, right? Like I had to like mm-hmm. wait for my parents to go so I can get on the family computer, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I, I found it through YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I stumbled upon pornography when I was 13 years old. But think about this. You have an, basically an adult video store in your pocket yeah. at all times. There's the temptation and the pressure to send inappropriate pictures because they disappear after 10 seconds. I mean, you can't even watch a Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon Prime original. I think we had talked, um, I won't say the show just in case you don't want to tempt someone to watch it, but I think we had talked, you were watching a show on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. And just, because I remember I I watched like the trailer for it, and I was like, I actually thought like that'd be a cool show to watch. And we were just talking, and he was like, dude, do not watch that show. (laughs) Like within the first five minutes, like when you look at the reviews, I mean, it is so sexually explicit. Mm. And I mean, there's basically videos of just straight porn Mm -hmm. on Netflix. And I say that to say there's a temptation because parents sometimes don't always understand the access to this stuff. But we do, right? We understand these things as teenagers. We work around them, right? We try to find those paths. And it's not to say parents are bad. It's just so much to keep up with. Mm. What's the newest app? What's the newest platform? What's the newest access to this information? The, the easiest way to send things and all kinds of stuff. And so I say that I think there was a time where you kind of had to work at sexual temptation. And in the sense that it wasn't, I mean, like, but teenagers are not only inundated, they're saturated with it yeah. every single day. I mean, it, it you have to work to avoid sexual temptation in your life as a teenager today. Sad, yeah. yeah, and so parents parents have to work by putting safeguards in place, mm-hmm. by yeah. uh, limiting limiting time. Like if there's a device, my kids aren't gonna be alone with a device, right? They're, yeah. they're gonna be Yeah, that's another good us. example. Like I couldn't just take the family computer into my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like it is normal for teenagers to have laptops, phones, iPads, TVs, their own Netflix account in their bedroom now, yeah. you know? Yeah, so mm-hmm. parents, I would just say, yeah, protect your kid from that because, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, adults. This is a struggle among adults right. too, let alone a kid, a teenager who's mm-hmm. shouldn't be as prepared mm-hmm. to handle this. And so mm-hmm. that's that's part of the job is to protect them. I think of when I was a youth pastor, um, and some girls confided to my wife. They're like, "You don't understand the pressure. Like when we start dating someone, there's just an expectation." that we'll have to send inappropriate mm-hmm. pictures. Just an expectation that's out there. And that's, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's horrifying as mm-hmm. a as a father of a girl. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, how much culture has put pressure on people to, to do this, but then it does come down a lot of times to having this adult store right on your phone, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. kids have access to it. Um, there was a, when I was a youth pastor again, this, there was this, coach or teacher or something I forget but he had gotten arrested fired for um for having this kind of communication with mm-hmm. a teenager right and so when I heard that I, w- I went to my youth group and I just said it out in the open setting I, yeah I'm blunt you know I'm blunt yeah. I, just, I don't pull punches I'm right. just like hey we're going to talk about it and so I just went out to him I said hey um if any of you all ever send me anything appropriate I will share it with my wife and 
You said appropriate. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> if said, if I just thought, I thought we should specify I thought I said that. Inappropriate. inappropriate. Jacob will play it back. Okay. Man. Inappropriate. All right. So if you show share anything inappropriate to me, then I will share it with my wife, and right. I will say, look, this is what they sent me. If it's bad enough, I'm going to take it to my senior pastor, and if it's bad enough, I'm going to the cops because mm-hmm. <laughs> I said I am not going to jail for any of you. Yeah. Um, but it does kind of show the the concerns that we have to have. So I just put a, I had a Bible verse that comes to mind. And of course, we always talk about uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Anytime we talk about sexual immorality, but it says flee sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, mm-hmm. but the person who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. And so we talk about that word sexual immorality in the Greek pornea, from which we obviously get uh, pornography. And so what does it say to do? It doesn't say like, see how tough you are, see mm-hmm. how close to the line you can get. It says flee, mm-hmm. run away from it. God doesn't want us to mess around with these type of things. And so if there's a teenager out there today who is struggling with it, then run from it. Because as Aiden was talking about, there are scars. Like it there it are. will affect you. Sin affects you. It, mm-hmm. it It's a damaging yeah. thing. If the That's ultimate right. end, like in James, it talks about the ultimate end of sin is death. Well, if the end is death, what about the intermediate part? Like, there's destruction before it's, death. It's yeah. miserable. It'll, like, destroy, like, all your, not just, like, well, I was about to say just your relationships, but, like, everything in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what really convicted me to, like, actually speak up about um, my struggle with pornography. Um, I, like, I just finally realized, like, what have I done to myself? What have I done to my friends and my family? And it got to a point to where like, anytime I would interact with just anyone, I would like want to tell them so badly about it. Um, but then I would just hold it in, you know, mm-hmm. and I would just be miserable um, for for amount of time. Um, but I mean, obviously finally I confessed it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really happy that mm-hmm. I did that because that, I probably had like on the day that I finally spoke up about it, like I felt a freedom mm-hmm. that I never had felt before. Mm. That's good. So, I mean, if anyone here is struggling with pornography, like just remember this, like look for freedom, you know, um, probably I'm blinking out. <laughs> um, just think about like, what has pornography done to your life? Mm-hmm. What has sexual immorality done to your life? Um, and what would your life look like if, um, you finally spoke up about it? Cause yeah, it's hard. It's hard to talk about pornography and just any sexual sin that you're dealing with. And even though it might be like one of the hardest things you'll ever do, like you won't regret it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and not everybody has to have this kind of bravery to come on a, a podcast and say <laughs> it, right? They could start small by by finding an accountability partner Mm -hmm. uh, or a mentor in the faith. I think everybody should have a mentor in the faith. And so share these kind of things, say, hey, what can I do? And then um, if you look at 1 Corinthians 6, 18, where it says flee sexual immorality, Mm -hmm. if you were to go to something like BibleGateway.com and search for the word flee, there's other instances in scripture where it talks about flee, like flee um, in in 1 Corinthians, I think it's chapter 10, flee idolatry. Mm -hmm. You could also see um, one that says flee youthful lust and then it describes them. But then in the next verse, it says uh, really that you're then to pursue God. And so follow after God, flee youthful lust, but follow after God. And so that's what I would say is 
we're not covering this to say, oh, if you're in pornography, uh, not only shame on you, but you're terrible. Not at all. Quite the opposite to say, hey, lots of people are struggling with this, mm-hmm. but freedom is better, as yeah. you were saying. Pretty and much. freedom is in Christ. Mm-hmm. So, That's right. So run to him. Yeah. Exactly, all right. yeah. anyone, anyone have anything else to add on this topic? I wanted to jump mm-hmm. off of something that Bryson was talking about. So you, so you were talking about like accessibility mm-hmm. to yeah. it. I feel like with the accessibility, like that that comes with acceptance by the culture basically. Mm-hmm. Cause I think the accessibility of it is like a reflection of how like the culture has accepted mm-hmm. just how like idolat- idolatrous yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, this like the world is. Yeah. Um, and it's really sad honestly yeah. to see that like People are okay with putting all this inappropriate stuff in um, every every platform, and it's hard to get away from it. Um, but yeah, just then, then I remember Obi, you were talking about like setting up safeguards about it too. Um, mm-hmm. So just like make sure mm-hmm. you're like, in, even though it might like suck to. Um, get rid of social media or a streaming service or something like mm-hmm. as Jesus said like if your right hand causes you to sin cut it off mm-hmm. right um, so even though it might, might be painful to mm-hmm. get that outlet out of your life like mm-hmm. it's so much so worth it mm-hmm. yeah if it's a struggle then that is definitely where the freedom is worth getting rid of those things exactly. even things that um, otherwise are good or, yeah. or can be fine they may not be good they may may just be fine, but it's worth getting rid of. All right, Gabby, we're going to start with you for this one. We're going to talk about anxiety and depression. And so um, what has kind of been your observation among your peers about anxiety, depression, and then any advice you have to offer for a teenager out there? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Just amongst just in school, everyone seems just, it's like they've got this weight, this backpack on them just filled with just worry and fear of the future, Mm -hmm. which causes anxiety and depression. And it's, the pressures they put on themselves, which causes them the idea of being perfect, having mm. all the best grades, being the best athlete, doing 100% of everything, which you can't do. Right. It's impossible to do your best at everything when you're trying to do that. And just the like, the view at school, it's just sad sometimes because that's, they find worth and like even myself just like when i catch myself getting anxious, I'm like, what am I about to get anxious about? Mm. Like, is it worth, is it worth me? bringing myself down potentially sinning is that worth getting anxious is that Mm -hmm. worth just feeling um broken and like for me personally like i remember just one time in my room i felt just like broken i was like life sucks it's not going the way i wanted but then i'm like i just found that secret place with god and i was like god (laughs) i need i just need you right now and he's Mm -hmm. constantly working and it's if we want to talk to him because he's always calling out for us but it's if we have that constant conversation with him i was just remembering i'm just like hey god like i feel broken you know that Mm -hmm. but i know i'm not going to be stuck in the way i feel because feelings are true Mm -hmm. feelings are lies and i just remember just talking with god just being honest having that um fellowship with him and just feeling a peace after letting go of any anxiousness that i did have um Mm -hmm. and just the way i felt because like i said feelings our lies. Mm-hmm. The devil loves to just sneak in, especially when you're at your best, because he sees the potential you have for God and he wants to stop that. And so just like my encouragement for um, people going through just anxiety and just depression is that there's always a way out. Mm. There always is, even if you seem stuck, 
and boggled down by the weight of this world and even pressures that maybe family Mm -hmm. members and friends put on you, there's always a way out and there's always an amazing God that you can Mm -hmm. just sit and you can yell at constantly and Mm -hmm. he's still gonna be like, hey, I love you and you're yelling at him and he's like, but I still love you and I'm here for you. And we have a whole book of just like ways to get out of things. And it just like is amazing that God gave us the Holy Bible to be able to go to. He's like, here you go. This is my free thing for you. Like this will tell you everything that you need to do to get out of it. And it's on us um, to do that. Mm -hmm. And just like to have accountability with friends that have maybe gone through it, that have gotten out of that, that can help you. And just being that constant um, love and encouragement to them and not negate what they're going through and worries and depression, anxiety, because Mm -hmm. it's not just, oh, just feel better. It's, it doesn't fix overnight. Mm-hmm. It takes 60 days to fix a bad habit. And so just constantly just being that light for them mm-hmm. and just being encouragement. So yeah, good yeah. stuff. Aiden? For me, what I see the most, like I see it in myself, but also like everyone else too. Like, like kind of like what Gabby said, like we just worry about everything yeah. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with like 2020, like mm-hmm. in a hard year. <laughs> what is something going on in 2020? What's it? <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just, let's see. For me, like, just worrying about, like, kind of drawing back a little bit to sexual temptation, like, just being worried if I'd be able to withstand it mm-hmm. each day, too. Um, and then I start to question, like, am I strong enough to to push it back? You know, am I am I gonna be able to um, like get all my school done today? Am I gonna be able to make time to for prayer and Bible study today? Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's like the kind of like topics of anxiety that I've been dealing with personally recently mm-hmm. is like trying to not be so hard on myself about like getting things done basically because mm-hmm. I mean COVID makes it hard for for us to get things done sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then sure. for me, like, I just have a bad habit of being like, oh, you didn't do this. Uh, you didn't do that. Um, then I just remember, like, God's grace doesn't just uh, help us with forgiveness. It also covers, like, our shortcomings <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. in every single way, and even down to the smallest little things, like just, like, getting stuff done at mm-hmm. home, too, or just in your job or whatever. Um and then, like, kind of, it's the anxiety builds up too mm-hmm. to depression, also. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I've been seeing a counselor for like almost two months now, and I'm on meds now, and it's helped. And luckily, I, I, I started seeking help, um, like, right in like the early stages of everything. Mm-hmm. So, yes, like, me- medical, like, me. medical stuff has helped, but like, remember this. Like, um, what we need most when we're dealing with anxiety and depression is the power of God mm-hmm. and His grace. For sure. No, right. that's that's really good. I was talking with a friend actually about that the other day. And she was like, I haven't been on my meds for about two weeks because she's like, I really want to rely on God to fix it. But I was like, don't negate the things that we have that God also has provided to help, which is a good thing. And I'm like, but definitely go to God as the root. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool because she was like, I've just been, she was like, I've just been on fire and just have been feeling great because I have been getting into my word, beginning mm-hmm. into the word more that 
like the like I said, the book God gave us to get out of these sins, get out of the mm-hmm. way we feel, get out of our head. And it was just really cool talking with her because she's like, I just feel just so positive and like mm-hmm. a whole new fire. And I was like, mm. it was just so cool to see you can you can see it yeah. because it like when you have anxiety and depression, it doesn't just affect you. It changes um, your personality, which can affect your family, yeah. which affects your friends and for the way sure. you treat people, which can cause them pain as well. And like for me, I'm like, I hate causing anyone pain. And so it's just really cool to see when she got that fire back mm-hmm. and she was like, yeah. I'm not going to live in fear anymore. I fear. I talked about this the other day at youth group. But fear is not of God; it is of the devil, because the devil comes to seek, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. That's right. And um, it's just cool that you can get out of it. it. You don't have to be stuck in it. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So as you guys have just been sharing and talking, like you know, one thing that I can't just help but notice is the correlation of just what is different from like my teenage years compared to them, because I'm not that old, right? And. Uh, <laughs> But like, are you trying to make a distinction between me? And maybe you? just a little bit. It's <laughs> so rude, sir. Just saying, he's a little bit right Point there. Point the gray in my beard. How dare you? But no. So like, for me as a teenager, I struggled with depression. Right, that was a big struggle throughout my teenage years, even some of my adult years. Like, I'm gonna be honest. Like during uh, quarantine, like I, I mean, like I had some low points. Like there were some areas of depression mm-hmm. there. But I think about teenagers today. I think about technology. Yeah. Right. So like, let's look at like a school. Right. There is more pressure more academic challenges, not oh, challenges, yeah. but like challenging of students today than there ever has been before. Mm-hmm. You guys also have the ability to do so much more homework and schoolwork at home. I was talking to a student the other day that he failed a test and his parents were like, you have, like, you have to study and take the test again. That's not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But you would have never been expected to have done that at nine o'clock on a Friday night before. You would have just talked with the teacher, done it at school, yeah. done those kinds of things. Now, let's flip on the other side. So there's some anxiety right there. Now let's talk about depression, right? Mm -hmm. Social media. Mm -hmm. So there was this documentary called The Social Dilemma. I'm not going to share my opinions on it, although I did find it very interesting. But one of the things that they talk about was how is it that we live in the most connected society of all times and yet people feel the loneliest, Loneliest. right? Think about this. So So now you have this other dilemma of you have social media and you have like spending time like I always love it because I'm like teenagers like students will tell me they're like I didn't have time I'm like you made like you spent like three hours on that TikTok like I know you had time (laughs) you know what I mean like I know you had time for this and so but there's this there's this inner turmoil I think Mm -hmm. between my time is consumed on social media and I have all of this stuff I have to do Mm -hmm. and then then this is of course there's just normal teenage things you want to make your parents proud right you want to fit in at school and hang out with your friends like you want to do it it's almost like we've just added more to the plate of teenagers now than we than ever before and i think all of that amounts and then go back to you know pornography sexual temptation these things bring in depression so it's almost just like it's just again kind of like i love your analogy of the weight right it's like there's just adding weight more and more to teenagers and i think the most important thing is that we shed that weight right That, that i think the bible describes it as sin but we release that weight we really lay all those things at the foot of the cross doesn't mean we stop going to school doesn't mean we quit social media or all those different things although if that's the social media thing you can but don't quit school Mm -hmm. but (laughs) but i just mean like we we give those things over to jesus Mm -hmm. we lay those in his hands yeah yeah so lots of good um advice you know give it to god maybe just take a second and breathe maybe cut things out of our life Mm -hmm. If, if there's too much pressure um there's a way out um, and we'll point people to to Christ, obviously. Mm-hmm. So lots of good advice. I kind of wanted to 
um, just leave people with uh, one Bible verse that um, I think is powerful. And if you go to Philippians 4, um, then really I think all verses 1 through 9, if you read it through the lens of a mental health um, passage, mm-hmm. it's, it's insane how perceptive it is. I'm just going to read one in, one verse in a second. But um, this occurred to me when, again, I was a youth pastor, and I was talking to this girl who always struggled with depression. And I was like, okay, so what what are some things that are constant in your life? Like, what did you do last night? And she's like, well, I stayed up till I'm exhausted. I stayed up till like 3 a.m. watching horror films. And I'm just like, like, we're talking about mental health. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me that what you did is deprive your body of sleep. Mm-hmm. And you put all sorts of stuff in your mind that ought not be mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a topic for another day about Christians and horror films. <laughs> um, but I'll just say, what what uh, aspect of your humanity are you stimulating mm-hmm. when you watch those films? Yeah, right. And that's just one example. It could be pornography. It could be other things. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're stimulating unhealthy things in our mind mm-hmm. and then wondering why our mind feels unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And so... Philippians 4, 8 says this. It says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the same passage that if you go, uh, it's around verse 6 and 7 mm-hmm. and then also in verse 9, that it talks about the God of peace yeah. that passes all understanding Absolutely. will guard your yeah. hearts and your mind. Now, yeah. that it, this is bookmarked with a passage like, or a verse like this that says, focus on things that are good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we cannot underestimate how much, maybe it is going on social media, and we're going to talk about that next in a second, um, but maybe it is just I go on and I compare myself to someone else's life or someone else's degrees or someone mm-hmm. else's fitness or, or their beauty, and maybe it's just that, or maybe it is, I watch all sorts of garbage that's just bad for me, or maybe it's pornography or whatever. What are we feeding our mind? I just wanted to leave people with that thought yeah, to think absolutely. about what are you putting into your mind? Mm-hmm. Just like if all you ate was uh, fast food every day, yeah. your body would be unhealthy. Yeah. And so yeah. what does your mind feed on? All right, anything else on that one? Yeah, I would just say just in terms of mental health check, you know, um, get help. I think mm-hmm. that's a, a great key. Get mm-hmm. help when you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, too, like there are basic things get sleep, yeah. drink plenty of water, mm-hmm. brush your teeth. I mean, I mean, eat, eat a healthy, like balanced mm-hmm. diet. I mean, okay. honestly, yeah, the mm-hmm. things that we do really can contribute to our mm-hmm. overall physical and mental health. Yeah. Again, get help. That's not always like, right, just brushing your teeth isn't always, but having some routine, some structure, taking care of yourself physically, I think mm-hmm. will ultimately help you mentally and ultimately take care of yourself spiritually because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that's going to just Amen. oversaturate all of every part For of your sure. life. Yep. Relationship yeah. with God, most important, but there's a lot of other things that mm-hmm. God designed us uh, to, to function in a world with physiology and yeah. things mm-hmm. like that. And so we have to obey those laws. They're his laws. All right. So last one. And uh, I think uh, it's Aiden's turn again, right? Uh, social media. Back. So talking about social media, what are some some of the positives and what are some of the drawbacks that you see with social media affecting teens? For me, when I had social media, I've been off of it for a little bit. Um I would try to make my posts just as God-centered as possible, basically. And also, like, try to, like, follow some Christian role models, too. Yeah. Try and um, find find as many, like, good um, outlets of truth in my life. But what I discovered or just realized was, like, being on social media kind of, like, cost me something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it just became a stumbling block for me, basically. Mm-hmm. 
And another thing that, like, another, like, negative about it is that something that was created to keep the basically, like, the whole world connected, now it's tearing everyone apart. Just connected. Like, mm-hmm. what's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> ridiculous. Like, like maybe is the election. I love that. Which, the day we're recording this, the election is happening. You yeah. think there may be a negative post about it? I think. I'm glad I'm off of it. I'm not getting on social media today. Oh, yeah. I won't do it. I can't. Just go on and say, I yeah. hope so-and-so wins, and just let it fly up. No, don't do no, that. Don't no, post that. <laughs> <laughs> don't post that. Don't post that. All right, sorry. That could have aged really badly in a week, just so you know when people hear this. That could, yeah. It could. <laughs> Yeah, so it's about like, you know, it was, the social media was meant to connect everyone together. Now it's tearing people apart. Um, It's really sad to watch, honestly. Um, And also just like, it's kind of made people just be like so toxic to each other and then like to themselves too. Because I know like before Mm -hmm. we started, Gabby, you said like social media is basically meant to like advertise yourself. Yeah. Basically. Um, And I was like thinking about that. I'm just like, I don't really want to like advertise myself, you know. The only person I want to boast in is Christ. Amen. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, social media can be a platform to boast about Christ, um, but what what could it be costing you mm-hmm. if you don't have if you don't have the self control to stay away from anything negative that's on it? Yeah, good stuff, mm-hmm. Gabby. No, for sure. I'm um, going back to the advertisement. It. Social media, like you said at first, was to connect and to bring people together. And like you said, it's just totally gone the opposite way and have teared people, torn people apart. And like, it's to uplift yourself. That's a majority of what people do. And the positive is you have the amazing um, role models that you should be following. Because one thing with Instagram is you can almost control your feed. And so you decide who you follow and whether or not um, that person is like rooted in Christ that's how they're that's how they're positive and their mm. posts will reflect and you'll be able to see that and so it can be a really positive things and what you post like for me personally kind of like you're talking about a lot of things i do i try to have it reflect christ or that i'm the one just like positive goofball maybe making someone laugh <laughs> at how dumb or something stupid if i make I you that. smile you know that's awesome. that that's awesome you know mm-hmm. and so that's why i keep it because i've deleted it before and like i've had many fasts and i'm just like there's no point i'm not like you said i'm not here to advertise myself mm-hmm. i'm here to advertise god and that's, that's why right. i still have right. um like instagram and stuff like that is to promote god and just encourage and reflect his name and so like the negative with that though is people will, like compare themselves get in mm-hmm. their head um it is so a temptation it is so mm-hmm. so easy to fall into so many sins with social media and yeah. just drag you down and going back almost with depression and anxiety is like feeding yourself that like mm. TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, all of these things, like TikTok is so toxic. Mm. It is not an encouraging atmosphere. It has where it can be, but since we're a sinful world, it's turned into being just a negative thing of comparison, mm-hmm. of hate, of judging. People have making these like videos of, oh, I don't like this about a person, so I'm gonna make a video where millions of people can see it. Mm-hmm. And that's just so hurtful, but mm-hmm. imagine what you could do if you switch I'd be like, I'm gonna make a video about God mm-hmm. and the amazing things. And there are people on there that do that, but like like you said, there's pros and cons to mm-hmm. anything, to anything really, mm-hmm. um, but it's just being the encouragement and realizing that this it's not to advertise yourself, right. but you should ultimately right. be trying to reflect God. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I miss the days of old social media. Yeah. So like I miss MySpace. 
I seriously do. I miss. I, miss I miss we don't even know what that is. Yeah. You don't know what MySpace I've, is. I've heard of it. I just oh. like. I, I don't know anything he about his it. Grandma oh, was on it. I'm, I feel so something. old. So it was like, it was just so innocent and fun at the time. It really was because it was so new and unique. And even Facebook. Mm-hmm. I got Facebook when I was 13, which was was pretty relatively new at the time. And here's honestly the reason we got Facebook that my parents allowed me to have Facebook was my youth pastor was paying 10 cents to text students. That's because you didn't have unlimited texting back then. So but it was free to create a Facebook group so he could communicate with us Mm. all at once. That's the only reason why my parents allowed me to have a Facebook at the time. That's a good reason. And they had to approve every single person I friended. I'm not even kidding. But that's how new it was. Mm -hmm. That's how unknown it was. And I kind of missed that because, you know, even as an adult, I find myself playing the comparison game. So I do follow a lot of like Christian, um, speakers influencers and i actually still wrestle like i i see these clips and i'm like man i wish i preached as good as them yeah like i wish i spoke as well as that person or man like i wish i had that insight and it, it's not i mean it's easy to justify and say oh that's spiritual right like it's easy for me to go oh i'm comparing myself to something that's spiritual but like mm-hmm. i still by comparison they're making myself feel inadequate yeah. instead of just doing what god has called me to do and faithfully right. living mm-hmm. that out and I think if we quit playing the comparison game yeah. and, yeah. you know, and I'm even wrestling with, should I even have social media? I mean, I'm wrestling with that because I, I go back and forth, even with what, even as an adult with what you guys like, what does it cost me? Mm-hmm. But what, what could I do to help point people to Jesus? So yeah. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer, but I, I do think it's something that teenagers, students, parents need to give more weight and consideration to right. before they just say, here, download Go this free. new app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so um, as I think about it, I think that most people should evaluate, and especially as I hear your comments, is it a tool or is it a, a trap for you? Yeah, um, that's good. It, It's one or the yeah. other. So, um, and and maybe it, be, it may be different on different days of the week, right? There may be times that um, you're particularly vulnerable and you just, okay, I need to step away for today because mm-hmm. it's going to bring me into sin. Maybe it's lust. Maybe it's comparison, uh, comparing myself to someone else, whatever it may be. Um, but social media is otherwise a tool. Right. Like, um, mm-hmm. if, if I can use it to connect with people, to see um, to see people I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, Gabby, you mentioned say something funny. Our six-year-old is hilarious. He says <laughs> the craziest stuff. I like being able to I, put that out I there. enjoy saying those. Yeah. <laughs> I won't lie. I Making do. someone laugh. I yeah. do, yeah. We got a new puppy this week. It's like, hey, fun. look at our puppies. But also, but you mentioned it's a, like a tool. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem is, is we've given, like, they. my parents gave me as a 13-year-old child, like a chainsaw. And just said, run, kid, go have fun. I mean, seriously. Are you calling out your mom and dad? I am. Right. Oh. They don't listen to the podcast oh, anyway. So, so they just, they'll never they hear it. it they'll never saying. hear it. But no, I think, but I mean. Jacob, make sure to send it to him. But I have these I have these junior high students in, in, in youth ministry on TikTok and Instagram. And it literally is like their parents have given people who, who lack like maturity just mm-hmm. in life in general mm-hmm. something that is a, a really dangerous tool mm-hmm. yep. and again because I, I, I do think it because tools go, are, are not inherently good or bad they're mm-hmm. tools it's how you use them that matters right yeah. but also too like imagine if my dad at the age of 13 actually gave me a chainsaw with no instructions no 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 didn't show me how to use it teach me train me 
I probably would have cut my arm off. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And But that's what we've basically done on a digital platform for teenagers. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the comparison extends beyond um, just what's on the screen. It's when you're in class and stuff, and I know I have a 10-year-old, and she's constantly saying, oh, they've got to watch this, or they've gotten to do that, or they're yeah. on this social And it's like, just prepare yourself. Piper's my daughter's name. We're going to disappoint you some. Like, you're going to be a little frustrated uh, because you're just not going to get everything that every other kid gets because yeah. it is a chainsaw in your hands. Mm-hmm. And, and not just if you use it wrong, but there's dangerous people out there that would mm-hmm. love to prey on a little girl. And so um, so that I know that's maybe a little younger, but, mm-hmm. but I think same thing is true for um, teenagers that uh, there's predators out there and all sorts of dangers. And so um, tool or trap, I think we evaluate which side is it on. Um, if you can use it for a tool to connect with people, to bring glory to God, um, then all right, great. Yeah. But if you're unable to stay in that I'm using it as a tool alone. If you're unable to do that then, and it starts to be a trap, mm-hmm. then I would say go Aiden Trout and just uh, get rid of it or at least take a long sabbatical until you're you're ready to, mm-hmm. to do that. Um, all right, anything else on that? Um, I'd like to add something Bryson said just with the comparison because, I mean, that's something I struggle with is wanting to be the best at everything I do, which I talked about a little bit earlier, is like you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You would like practically kill yourself, wear yourself mm-hmm. to the ground, which I've done before. And like for me, um, well, like I used to follow people and I would constantly find myself comparing myself to them. Mm-hmm. And now when I, as I was building my faith, I was like, there's no need for me to follow this person because all it's doing is mm-hmm. causing me to bring myself down mm-hmm. when God is working through me and allowing and opening me so many doors and opportunities. So why am I going to let the way that girl might look better or something like that get in my head? And so just like for me, just the small thing of just like unfollowing her, nothing against her, but to uh, just help as I was growing in my faith, not to compare myself, which is something I've gotten so much better at is not comparing when it's so hard, even mm-hmm. with spiritual friends, when they're like um, out there, like just saying some like, um, I have a friend she's so poetic with just the holy spirit and i'm like that is not something i'm very good at just writing and writing poems and Mm -hmm. she can and i'm like that's amazing Mm -hmm. but it's changing the thinking of not comparing myself to their spiritual gifts and just knowing that i have my own yeah and Mm -hmm. just like encouraging and like i mean the thing she does is amazing and i'm so blessed for her and she talks to me and she encourages me as well with my spiritual gifts and i encourage her and just so changing the mindset of like comparison Mm -hmm. and knowing that you God has placed you in the moment and season of life that you're in so that you can one day look back at it and use it and like using stories um like not having social media like when I didn't have it like I just remember having like all this time on my hands and I'm like I'm not about to go watch Netflix I'm gonna read the Bible and equip myself for the future and for what God needs me to do Mm -hmm. and so that's yeah. good. So you mentioned something that is, I, I don't know if it's unique to this generation, but it's amplified, is that we have kind of developed an, an inability to have joy for other people. Mm. Like yeah, just to be so. like, man, you've got your poetic in the Lord. Awesome. I'm glad that tool's out there to be used for his glory. Yeah. And we've we've kind of been deprived or allowed ourselves to be deprived mm-hmm. of of exhibiting that kind of joy for someone else. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's it's a good thing to mm-hmm. to take it a, a moment and just be happy for someone else. Yeah, for sure. All right, anything else to add on this? All right, well, I wanted to leave people with one more verse. So 1 Timothy 4.12, um, and this is probably one for um, any youth group out there ever has used. 
Don't let anyone despise your youth, but set an example for believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and in purity. So I won't uh, unpack all of those concepts. People can read it for themselves. But 1 Timothy 4.12 reminds me that there's no age limit for being a Christ follower. Yeah, right? that's yeah. good. That's really good. That I want parents listening to challenge their kids to be Christ followers. Like, I don't want them to think that, well, when they grow up, I hope they lead a godly life. No, no, no. Today, (laughs) don't let anyone despise your youth. Set an example for others in all these different areas. And then for teenagers out there who are listening, so often we as Christians get in the mindset that, I hope I don't fail. Mm-hmm. I hope I don't fall into mm-hmm. pornography. I hope I don't mm-hmm. uh, start saying all sorts of profanity or cheat on a test or, mm-hmm. or whatever um, issues you're dealing with. Instead of that mindset, which can be kind of a defeated mindset, say, what can I do today to live for Christ? Wow. Yeah, what cool. can I do today to point mm-hmm. people to Christ really and, good, and yeah. not to self, but to Him, to bring glory That's to Him good. in all things? Well, yeah. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Yeah. Gabby, Aiden, it was awesome to have you. Thank I'll thank you, you everyone. Awesome yeah. back. <laughs> have we been pretty good as yes. Bryce? Yeah. So, fun. <laughs> so just exciting that we're I always blame here. Bryson when stuff goes wrong. You know, <laughs> or Jacob. Jacob. Oh, yeah, we do screen. too. Yeah. So I mean I will say I did do an Instagram poll the other day. I said, Hey, students, should we do a first students podcast? And a lot of them said yes. So we'll have to see what that means. And for you know, I brought to lead this man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, then when they graduate, we'll do an SYA podcast. There you go. And I will take all of all of your people, all the followers. That's fine. All right. Well, anyway, we appreciate everyone tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and share with someone who needs a little faith in their life. And if you're in the area, the O'Fallon, Illinois area, then we'd love you to come visit our church. We have two services, worship services, um, each weekend. They're online or in person, and then we have all sorts of small groups for for all ages uh, that also meet each hour. And so you can find out anything about our church on FBC O'Fallon. That's fbcofound.org, and we'll see you next time.